Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner Since 96, and I'm pleased to be joined here with James Payne, who is back, back yes. in the building, back in the cut. James, yes. how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, mate, after that. Really good. Uh, happy, happy to be back. Um, why was I away last time? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I, I seem to, uh, I have to apologise. I seem to I seem to say, oh, I remember saying last time, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be back now. And then the next episode after that, I'm away. Uh, uh, what can you do? Life gets in the way. But Oh, it was a three o'clock kickoff and you couldn't. Um, yeah, I, I, I hate I, I hate them. I yeah. hate them with passion. You know, Luck- Luckily, I've managed to find a way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for COVID, you know, slowly disappearing and we going back to normal. I have to admit that's one thing I did like uh, when uh, we were in lockdown watching all the three o'clock games, mm. uh, and 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 it, you were just able to watch them all uh, in 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 on every avenue possible, whether it be Amazon, BT, yeah. Sky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then since we've gone back to normal, obviously the three o'clock kickoffs have gone back to normal. So dreaded three um, o'clocks. Yeah, yeah, the dreaded three o'clocks, but. Um, Hopefully soon. Uh, I'm hearing uh, the the zone, the zone, the zone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have the three o'clock kickoffs on 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 their on their um platform. platform. That'll be good. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. But and yeah, you know, actually, happy, we we haven't had really we haven't had many three o'clock kickoffs this season, and I don't think we will for the remainder. Um, hopefully not. But um, yes, yeah, no. it seems we're either really early or late. Um, yeah. or midweek but that's, um, that's good for me because I, yeah. I, I, outside, I don't live in London yeah. so um, it's good that I can watch every single game on TV and, and, and things like that but yeah. yeah it's good to be back man how have you been? I'm very good very very good I have to say tonight's been a really really roller coaster ride you know t- today has been a really weird day the last 24 hours has been really weird you know we are in uncharted territories we are on the cusp of a um, what seems like a, a total meltdown of the world, but it was nice to have 90 yeah. minutes of football to just take your mind off everything going around the world, going on in and around the world. And um, to get to get three points after that, after That's all of that, you know, from, from the first minute, uh, conceding after 10 minutes, to then being frustrated with really good football being played, but not, not taking our opportunities when we get them. Second half, really nervy. And then the last 15 minutes, Arteta making the changes and it working a treat. What a change. I mean, you know, it, I, I was... I was Fantastic I was, from Mikel. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, he, 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 um, if, if it didn't work, then, you know, we wouldn't be having this, we wouldn't be having the same conversation, but it worked and it yeah. worked to treat. And, you know, uh, during, during the game, I think the, the last 10 minutes, I was, I was praying that we would get a goal. Um, and I, I was, I was happy to take a point because, you know, Wolves are a great side. They've been playing some really good football under Bruno Large and this season they've been really good. And I don't know where, I think we, we, um, we did record the podcast together after we beat Wolves and Molly and you, didn't we? we? Did, and we yeah, had we a did. little bit of fun with that one. Yeah. Yeah, we um. did. And, and I was saying how, you know, Wolves are a, a terrific side there. They've got a, a really well 
balanced squad and they're not they're not an easy side to beat um and so you know getting three points let alone a point is just it's brilliant and when you look yeah. at the league table you see the way that things are being played out god it's exciting we don't we don't deserve to be in the position that we're in man i do um, not think i mean I don't know. I, not, not, not to I, say I, I beg to differ, but like I, I understand, I understand the argument yeah. that you're making. But at the not, end of the not, day, not that we've been bad, but mm. other teams should have really, you know, like the Spurs. They should really, you know, when Spurs were in the thick of it, Spurs mm. are in free fall. I know, I know we're like massive rivals, and it's funny and all that to take the piss out of Spurs. But what is going on there? From Spurs are Spursy, mate. You know, <laughs> from, it, a, from from a neutral point of view, you know, uh, you, you got all, they all have a. They were all happy when Antonio Conte came in. Oh, oh yes, we're getting, a, we're getting a serial winner. And Did you hear some of the things that you were saying yesterday? Oh, oh it's great, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's great. It's great. You love um, to see it. I, I, I'm here for it. it. I'm here for it. And, I you know, not just them. You've got United dropping points left, right and centre, drawing every yeah, other game got, that they can get. You've got Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It everything. Honestly, um, West Ham yeah. are, you know, we, we can forget. I mean, not Full, to say... They're not... They're, they're, they're not. Yeah, not to say we, we need to forget about them, but, you know, we've got two games in hand on them. We've got two games in hand on United. We've got two games in hand on Spurs. Spurs we don't need to think about because we're, we're six points clear of them at the minute with two games in hand. No, not, not with two games in hand, I beg your pardon. We're six points clear of them um, and on the same amount of games. We've got a game in hand on Wolves as well. Wolves play West Ham on the weekend. It's making up for a really, really <laughs> delicious end to Running, the second man. half. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, it is re- it's really fascinating, man. It's really, really, really good. And if you're a neutral football fan and you don't support a team, you know, you are in for one hell of a ride uh, mm. if, if you watch Premier League football and you don't really have anyone to side with. But mm. just before we do get into, just before we do get into the, the, um, the, the whole uh, fallout of the game, uh, let's just touch on what you did mention uh, around the world right now. It's a bit... Uh, Uncharted, as you said, and you know, yeah, really unsettling. I, 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 I mean, fascinating I as well. I certainly didn't expect to wake up to, you know, I know it's in, in different countries, but at the end of the day, I, I, I've said today, oh, it doesn't really concern us, but at the end of the day, it does. You know, it we, has we huge were, ramifications on the yeah. global, international relations, yeah. and um, just uh, yeah. just everything, the economic. I, I, I don't like. I don't like. Political side yeah, of things. I don't like to, you know, get too much into it and don't yeah. concern myself with that. But yeah. all my thoughts go out to the people of Ukraine and, and even Russia at this point, because I don't think even the Russian citizens, you know, civilians deserve this as well, because, mm. um, you know, they're under they're under strict dictatorship over there. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I I studied I studied history at university, so like shit like this, when when shit hits the fan like it's doing right now, this like my yeah. eyes are bulging. Like I am so here to just analyze everything, and you know we are we are we are really at the forefront of you know uh, you know real history here. Um, and that's not to you know I'm not glor- I'm not glorifying it in any way, but it's just sure. I mean what a time to be alive. Like you know you've got the potential of a 21st century dictator and I think some people were calling him the 21st century Hitler um, yeah. you think back to that I mean I'm, I don't want to make I this didn't... podcast into uh, you know a history podcast sure. but I just want to touch sure. on it really quickly so like you think back to you know the way that the second world war started with um, you know Hitler wanting to rebuild Germany and then now you've got a similar situation with um, this guy trying to rebuild the Soviet Union into what it was 
Um, it's it's yeah, mm. it is it but is go, a really going the really wrong way about it, man. Going yeah. the wrong way about it, you know, yeah, air striking yeah. things. And but all, in all seriousness, the the reports are with mm. the people of Ukraine and Russia, you know, um, because yeah. certainly Russia, Russian civilians, innocent civilians in Russia don't deserve to be going through this as well. So hopefully it all gets resolved quickly and we can all, you know, go and move on. But I just think it takes precedent today because it's been kind of a strange day, man. It's been all over the news. Yeah, you, can't really you, get away. You, can't. you can't really get away with it. And it's, it, it involves football too. It does. You know? It does. The Champions League uh, final is, is going to be moved from St. Petersburg and yeah. we're yet to find Roman, out where it's going to be moved. But yeah, Roman Abramovich can't buy a house in, in yeah. England anymore. I know. Because... Because of his ties with um, Vladimir, but yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. all a bit, of, it's, it's all a bit, of, it's all a bit, it's all kicking off, man. It's but off. we're here yeah. to focus on the football, yeah. And um, we're as off what a game fans. it was, man. Yeah, what a game um, it was, man. Exactly. I mean, I was going to say we as Arsenal fans can can um, go to sleep with half a grin on our face, knowing that we're three points clearer to a potential Champions League qualification spot. Um, sure, as, well, I mean, very, you know, very nice, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. it does. And, and we, we're, we're now in a position where um, I'm enjoying, look, I'm, I'm enjoying concentrating on one game at a time. And it's really good Absolutely. that we've put ourselves in this position because, you know, gone are the days where we're looking you know, 10 games ahead. You know, how can we try and leapfrog these? How can we try and make up for the nine, 12 points that we've missed out on? Blah, blah, blah. But now sure. it's, it's every game that comes by. We're focusing on that. You know, despite having two games in hand, we always need to focus on the now, what's happening right now, who our next oppositions are and how can we get past them. Um, so glad that we managed to get past Wolves because it was always going to be a very, very difficult game. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about you, but me going into this game, I was a little bit more confident um, that we would beat Wolves than I was when we went to the Molyneux. I just, I feel like because we beat them at the Molyneux, we already got the three points from there. I felt like, you know, we were in a better position to really crank up the heat a little bit at the Emirates and um, again, take the three points. Um, how did you feel going into this game? Um, well, I said today that the Wolves have become sort of our, you know, our nemesis over the last few weeks. Um, you know, because we, we played them once at Molyneux and then we played them again in two weeks. And I think that that um, that small time frame is, is you know... Can be dangerous. Is, uh, can be dangerous, yeah. And it seemed to be dangerous when they scored in the first minute, uh, or the first couple of minutes. But, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know how to approach this game, really, because you never know how Wolves are going to play. You really don't. One day they can play really, really good and really on fire. A bit like they did today, where, where the way they started the game, they're all over for parts of that game. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, and then they can play like they they played, you know, a couple of seasons ago when we absolutely, uh, I think, uh, last season when we beat them like three 0 or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, you you have different you have different um, sides. Of, you have different sides of wolves. And I thought I did think when um, when uh, Nuno Nuno left wolves, it would kind of put them on a a downward trajectory, but if anything, it's put them a little bit, a little bit, you know, a little bit forward than they were before. Um, mm. Because they've got, they've got like, they have, they've literally just, they've literally bought a Portuguese manager in for a Portuguese manager. Nuno in, Nuno in, Bruno, <laughs> Nuno out, Bruno in. So it's not, it's not much to change the lettering there, but mm. um, 
they've got good players, you know, Portugal FC. Uh, still yeah. don't know how they get away with it, by the way, but, you know, such is, such is, such is that. Um, and you have, you have players like Ruben Neves who like to run their mouth and, and talk about how we celebrate like we win the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you now? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see that. But you know, you know, I'm always skeptical about a game, really, because it's all. I always say Arsenal is Arsenal. You never know which Arsenal is going to turn up. Yeah. Um, is it going to be the one that beat Brentford and, and played and played so well last week, or is it going to be the one in the beginning of the game that's lacks a day to court points and just is a bit. Um, is a bit naive going into games. We've just won a game against Brentford, you know, and and we started really poorly today. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it going to be those two? But today we seem to snap out of it really, really quickly. Mikel was on on fire on the touchline, yeah. um, directing directing his orders and stuff like that. So I think uh, we got out of that period pretty, 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 pretty. pretty uh-huh. I haven't done this for a week. Me. <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, recovered. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, look, here's a side that hasn't lost a game, well, since... Um, yeah, something stupid. But they haven't lost the Premier yeah. League game since December, midway through December. The last time the, the last time they lost was when they played us um, a couple of weeks ago. And then they, got, they went on to beat uh, Spurs 2-0, Leicester 2-1, who are having a real tough season and now they, they they came to the emirates on you know pretty good kind of reaction pretty, pretty good form pretty good response after losing the game at home um and you know we managed to beat them 2-1 so um yeah uh, there's plenty to talk about about the way that we went on to win that game there's plenty to talk about um, in you know, to 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 talk about individual players and just the way that we set up. Uh, but yeah, a, a real sigh of relief, I guess, is the kind of I guess the right way to yeah, summarize. Uh, we're not playing until next Sunday against. Yeah, and I was a bit. I, I I was a bit, you know, surprised at that. Mm. Um, that's because we're not in the like, FA Cup, or we're not in any yeah. of the um other yeah. competitions you know um, I, I would have liked to be in the FA Cup but if this if being out of the FA Cup means we get top four I think I might take it um, it's so it's so crucial that we be uh, that we make the top four this the end of the season isn't it um, yeah because who knows who we're going to sign in the summer well, no. that's it. It all depends on where we finish. If we can finish in a top four position, I get the I, I get the impression, and I'm I'm seeing many indications that we are going to go big in in the summer. I, um, I sure hope so, man. Because I need some yeah. I need some FIFA transfers to start happening, man. Mate, you know, it, you know it's, bring, bring in bring in the big guns. Bring in you know you know bring in. Oh, it's it's going to be such a fascinating summer. I can't wait, man. It really is. Um, with Mikel getting his new contract and you yeah, know, whatever you think, get a new deal. whatever you thought about Mikel, if we make top four, please just stop all your agendas, stop everything, because you know that that this guy, you saw what it meant to it. You saw what it meant to him when we won the game. Those celebrations, you know. You nearly punched the steward in the face. You know <laughs> everything, um, but it was great, man. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the game. Let's get into it. Um, let's let's start off by sure. talking about the starting eleven. It was the same with uh, Martinelli coming in for Emil Smith Rowe. 
So, um, you know, starting 11s nowadays, I don't really look into too much because I can I can pretty much predict 90% of who's going to be playing. Tommy Asu is still out with an injury, which is quite concerning, seeing as he is, it's a recurring injury that keeps happening. He did come back at one stage. He played, um, he came off the bench, didn't he? And then I don't know whether that triggered that injury to happen again. Um but yeah, that is something to keep an eye on. Cedric is doing a really good job though um, at right back, but I do miss having that defensive, uh, that solid defensive um, surety. Surety? Is that the right word? Uh, assurance, I should uh, say. Assurance. assurance yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe is out with an illness. I don't know what that means. Very vague. It's not COVID related, but he was out and Martinelli was in. Um, how did you feel about seeing Martinelli on the starting lineup? Um, okay. I mean, you know, he got sent off, uh, in my, from my opinion, two very harsh decisions. Yeah. That if you think about it, may or may or may not, it should have been given. I don't know if they tried to appeal it and they said no or whatever happened. Um, mm. but I don't think they were, it was even in the rules to do mm. that. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think it maybe have been a revenge mission to like go and go and go and go and say sorry for go and score us a goal and say sorry for what you did last week mm-hmm. uh, or, or or two weeks ago. Um, but when he played today, I didn't really see that much. I have to be honest. I was more happy. I was happy when he went off um, for Pepe because mm. I haven't seen Pepe in a long time, and Pepe is is uh, my favorite player. <laughs> really, you know. He was the, well. He's one of. He was the first player I met at the Emirates. You know. Yeah. He was the first player that I got a pitch with. So mm. I'm very happy about that. And when he scored his first goal, I went nuts. I was at the I was at that game. Yeah. Aston Villa when Aubameyang gave him the penalty. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. But yeah, um, Martinelli. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to see him. He, he is like our Phil Foden now. I guess he's starting mm. most of the games. You know, we mo- we moaned uh, last season when he wasn't starting enough games. Now he is starting enough games, and like you said, maybe we're not seeing that much out of him. Maybe not that much that we should have right now. But mm. who knows? Who knows whether he's gonna yeah gonna grow in the future? I hope so. I mean, I've spoken extensively about um, Martinelli. I spoke about him a lot last episode as well, last show, sorry, and or oh, show episode, same thing. And um, I was, I, I was, I mean, at the time when I sort of started in 11, I wasn't aware that um, Mel Smith wasn't in the starting, wasn't even on the bench. It was, it, it came, I only realized at second, uh, in the second half that we've got no Mel Smith because I was hoping that he would come on and maybe change the dynamics of the game a little bit um, for sure. Martinelli. But, you know, yeah, I was none the wiser to it until I Googled it. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was a little bit um, surprised that Martinelli was in the starting lineup. Obviously, you know, not knowing that Emil Smith was injured. Um, had I known that, then obviously it would have made complete sense. But if Emil Smith was available, who would you have rather seen in that starting eleven? Are you are you are you, are you happy with um, uh, Martinelli Mil- starting Mil- or? I would have put Emil Smith in there to be honest. Mm. Emil Smith I think shows more to me than Martinelli has. Mm. Not to not to not to say that Martinelli won't, but in in the last few games, Martinelli and Saka, oh, Martinelli, Smithrow and Saka have really you know 
sack around him or something. Yeah. That, that, that partnership has really, has really blossomed and it's nice to see. So I would have continued uh, that from Brentford. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same as well. Um, I have to be honest. Um, I think Martinelli is still, I think we, I think we, we will see the best of him next season. I think, I think it's a bit too early for him, especially in pressurized yeah. environments. I, I think he struggles. Um, he struggles yeah. when we play, when we play against really difficult oppositions. Um, but I don't know. It's a tricky situation with someone like Martinetti. I mean, I was watching the game today and he, he did see very little of the ball, but that's because we were trying to play the ball down the right-hand side, focusing more down that channel. And rightly so, because, you know, most of the opportunities created came from Saka. Um, but the little that Martinelli did see, it was often quite rash, often quite um, erratic, you know, very... Not to say it was panicky, but I just feel like with someone like Emil Smith-Rowe, he's a lot more composed. He's a lot more, um, he thinks two steps ahead. Um, he brings others involved in the game. You know, there's just there's just more layers to someone like Smith-Rowe's game um, sure. than someone like Martinelli. And that's not to take away from his... No, qualities you know he's a great player he brings a lot to the table but I still I, I still don't know whether he we get the best out of him down the flanks um, I'm still very interested to see him more in, a, in an advanced uh, centre okay. forward position maybe if he's playing alongside someone like Lacazette we will we could see a different side to him we can see um, his qualities being better used I mean when Nketiah came on for Cedric, I raised like I'm sure a lot of people's eyebrows would have been raised. You know what? What is like? What's what's the plan here? You know, um, sure. but Arteta played it absolutely perfectly with someone like Nketiah coming on and pl- being able to play alongside Lacazette, who would now be able to play as that false nine that we've been seeing all season up until the departure of Aubameyang. We saw the best of Lacazette in that position because he was very comfortably able to get others involved in the game, making the pitch a lot. Uh, making the pitch a lot more, a lot smaller, but, you know, benefiting, benefiting us in that way because we're able to cram as many players into smaller little spots and, you know, areas where they can just nick the ball and in between um, opposition players. And then just like we did with the goals, you know, the first goal, uh, Pepe scoring, picking up the ball in very tight areas and being able to just play in and around um, the orange shirts. And again, the second goal, moving the ball. I mean, it was Saka's brilliant opportunity, great shot that was saved, but then being able to pick up the ball from the right-hand side with Nketiah and Lacazette linking up really well. So um, I'm fast. I'll, I'm, I'll be really interested to see Martinelli in that kind of position maybe playing as a striker but you know with uh, Lacazette alongside him um, but yeah let, let's talk about the game itself you know yeah. I was expecting Arsenal to come out quite quite fast and they did in the first 26 seconds or so there was a, a penalty shout um, with Martinelli being somewhat fouled in the box I think using the word foul is unfair uh, I think it was more of a slip than a foul but um, brilliant pressing yeah. move from Arsenal right from the very beginning you know I think uh, who was it it was um, Wolves that started uh, tried to pass the ball around but you know we were on them 
in a flash and almost, sure. you know, being almost converting into a goal. Um, and actually the first 10 minutes were, uh, you know, aside from the goal, I think the first of uh, the first five minutes, I'd say was quite good in the sense that we were, um, on the front foot being, uh, trying to press as high as possible, trying to, um, win the ball, win possession and trying to pose an attacking threat. Um, very similar to the way that we started against Brentford. But having said that, almost a little bit naive. Um, I love to see Arsenal start quick, start on the front foot, press high, try win the possession. But we also need to read the opposition and to do that against Brentford is fine because, you know, with, in, with all due respect to Brentford, they lack that uh, real, you know, attacking threat, the quality up front. With someone like Wolves, when you've got players like um, Jimenez, who is a brilliant, you know, centre forward, able to hold up play, able to uh, physically make it really difficult for you. And then you got down the flanks, you got Pedence, Samedo, um, who was the guy on the other side? I completely forget. Anyway, those two particularly. Um, um yeah, I think I'm gonna have to find out because that's gonna bother me. Those two particularly were are, are brilliant players. Like you don't want to see them running at you. So when when we had um Tierney Cedric, oh, was it Neto? Yeah, Neto came on in the second half. It was um Ait Nuri, uh, Ait Nuri, and um uh, uh, Huang, oh. Ait Nuri, Huang. And I think Saiz as well. Um, Saiz less so. But yeah, I'm just having a look at the squad now. Uh, certainly, you know, Pedence and Nelson Samedo on the right-hand side were causing causing all sorts of problems in the first Juan, Pedence, yeah. Samedo, not and safe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, when you're when you're playing in that style, you have to keep in mind who your who the, the opposition players are. And when you've got um Tierney and Cedric bombing down the flanks, you're leaving a massive pothole space of space available for players like Pedence and Samedo and Huang and Ant Nuri. Some of those players you know, you're gifting it to them because they, they, they relish in those kind of spaces. Um, so it was no surprise to me that we conceded as early as we did. We did, um, see the ball in the back of the net before with, I think Saiz, um, a lovely ball in from Neves. I think it was from a corner and, but it was offside. And, um, those were the first warning signs really that we needed to tighten up at the back because, um, yeah, you don't want to be dilly dallying or you don't want to be over committing when you're playing against an opposition with, a, a, an attacking side like Wolves. Um, how would you, uh, summarize those first sort of 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, fast, as you said, um, I thought, that we, we obviously we had that chance at the first begin, at the very beginning of the game. Um, uh, you know the commentators described it as starting starting out really really well and starting out really really on the front foot and 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 um, engaging and trying to get trying to get some stuff happening early because we know how much this game me- meant to our season and for them as well. So, this was a really big game in the context of the top four because you look at the you, you look at the league the league table um Wolves are not far behind. I think they before this game at half time sorry when they were when they were one nil up they were above us. Um you know yeah, so, so they they're right in so the thick of it as well. It means, yeah. mm. You know how much it means and uh you know we had to start fast and we had to start strong and 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 to do that in the first 20 50 seconds of the game is, is what you want. 
Um, but then after that, you know, after we tried to get in it early, I felt that we kind of, uh, Wolves started to gain the upper hand because Wolves weren't going to, they, I guarantee you that the first, one of the first things that Bruno Large said to them was, go and get them for what they did to us mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I wouldn't like to be, cel- I wouldn't like to be, uh, you know, at the forefront of those celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't celebrate it too much. Well, not too much because, you know, we're allowed to celebrate how we want. But, you know, we kind of celebrated a little bit in their faces and, you know, mm. I can't imagine it being very nice if you're an opposition mm-hmm. uh, player. But, you know, Bruno Large would have been, you know, go and get them for what they did. Last week we cannot start the way we did last week. Last week, otherwise the same will happen again. So go and change that. And um, although we did start well in the first fifty seconds, I felt that there was a change in how Wolves playing, and we quickly started to notice that when they began to take over the game almost mm. um, with their passing and their shots. So you got you got Ralph Jimenez, his first return to the Emirates since his uh, horrific injury. Um, so yeah, it was uh it was um I don't know the word I'm looking for. I think uh Jimenez would want to prove a point as well. So mm. he's a very good striker and he was before the injury and he is now, so he, he, he we had to watch out for him. Um they haven't got a Dharma Traway anymore, which is a bonus. Uh, obviously mm. we haven't got a Bamiang. Uh which is still weird, by the way. Yeah. Um, he scored a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah, mm. man, uh, we, we're cursed when it comes to players leaving. <laughs> yeah. They always seem to do well, um, yeah. but you know, I don't think we would have been in on this run without Bamiang. Uh, with uh, with a Bamiang either, I think mm-hmm. uh, the, having a Bamiang out of the team must have done something to that dressing room. Mm. Um, and even even like a Zet, you would think. Yeah, Zet he would seems be- like a different animal now. Um, you know, you, I am. You, you go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm going to talk about Lacazette. Um, ex- yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to talk about Lacazette. Hello? Oh, you cut out for a second. What were oh. you saying? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I'm going to talk about Lacazette um, in, in the podcast um, near the, and as the show goes on. I have a lot to say about him. Sure. Um, but he, he seems Sorry, like... No, it, that was just really weird. Because uh, yeah. you, you, cut, you, you cut out, but you cut out, but obviously you were still talking. Um, go on. What are you saying anyway? I mean, yeah, that was it. That was, it's, just, it's just the fact that um, you know Lacazette is um, uh, he, he's, he seems like a different animal now since that since Aubameyang's gone. He seems like he's taken a lot more responsibility on his shoulders. Um, yeah, and you can only see how how he's getting the crowd up and everything else. Mm, so. mm, yeah, and you, you um, wouldn't associate that with someone like uh, Lacazette. And it's weird. It's strange because he's going to be leaving at the end of the season. So there's no reason for him to be. As is he there now? Is he no? I, I mean, look, the indications are <laughs> from what I can see from, from the news clear, yeah. that we we we're seeing reading. Um, it doesn't. It seems very highly unlikely that he's going to be signing a new contract and if he does if he does sign a contract it will be his final one at the, at the Emirates um, and I don't think he should be I don't think for Arsenal they shouldn't be offering him a contract now I don't think for him it's right for him to sign a contract because we've seen what can go we've seen what happens what can happen when it goes wrong and it's better for him yeah. to just go now at the end of the season to get us top four and leave on a high than to leave the way that Aubameyang left. Um, so yeah, it does seem like he's going to leave, but you know, I guess, I guess it just shows the quality of the man, the quality of the kind of player that we have. Um, and if we're able to get someone with the half of that mindset as Lacazette's, then we're going to be very lucky because 
um, you know, like I said, someone who's going to be leaving to be as committed and showing as much enthusiasm as he is, is, you know, a sign of the man. Um, but yeah, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk, let's talk about the goal itself. The first goal that we conceded inside 10 minutes, a terrible, terrible, terrible goal to concede. I felt very, very nervous to before the goal, you know, the, the, the buildup of the goal, um, every, everything was suggesting to me that we were going to concede soon because, you know, Wolves could see that we were very jittery, very excited, very quick out the block. So they could, you know, find spaces to run into and, yeah, I was very vocal as I was watching the game. Um, I don't usually scream and mm. shout, but this game I found myself screaming and shouting throughout the whole 90 minutes. And especially after that first goal, it was an awful, awful goal to concede. Firstly, we see a long ball coming out. Um, well, firstly, we see Ben White so high up the pitch, just unnecessarily. He's he's trying to mark uh, Jimenez, which is fine. Um, the ball comes in. White has turned his back. He's ball watching. He has no idea where Jimenez is. Gabriel is the one who is um, trying to pick up the loose ball. Um, oh no, no, no! Sorry, sorry. I beg your pardon. It's not. It's not. It's not um, Jimenez that White is watching. It's 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 Huang who White should be watching, but he's not for whatever reason. Gabriel in this position, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know. I don't know about you, but that is real schoolboy shoddy defending in my opinion. He needs to release that ball straight away. The moment he picks it up, he needs to give it to Ramsdale, but instead he stutters and he sits, he stands around for, uh, you know, half a second longer than he should just too casual. And he's, and actually what made me even more upset um, about conceding that goal is before the goal conceded, Gabriel had done, had, had made, um, I think a couple, a couple more, you know, similar situations where he picks up the ball, he, he stutters, keeps the ball for too long, and then he ends up losing it, um, losing it in dangerous areas as well. So that for me was a, a, a massive, massive disappointing um, situation for Gabriel to be in and to, you know, just sleepy, sloppy. Um, the pass not good enough. It doesn't have enough pace on it for Ramsdale to come into. I think Ramsdale is is none the wiser as well. He's thinking that the ball's going to come at him with a little bit more pace. It doesn't. And then Huang is there to pick up the loose ball. And again, white caught ball watching. It's a great finish by Huang as well. Um, slots it in from a tight angle. Arsenal are 1-0 down inside the first 10 minutes. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, if this is the start that we're going to make, there are going to be plenty more goals that we're going to concede from situations like this. Because when you're 1-0 down, you need to you need to go at it, don't you? You need to really yeah. pick up the pace and step it up a few gears. Um, so, yeah, my, my evaluation of that first 10 minutes was, you know, a positive start in the first five minutes. Wolves... You know, however, Wolves catching on to our quick tempo, quick play, organizing really well as well. Pedent's been really threatening um, and, you know, scoring a, 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 a goal that was, in my opinion, gifted to them. Um, and actually, two minutes later, Jimenez misses a really good opportunity to make it 2-0. I don't know if you yeah. remember, but it's a lovely ball played between the lines, between the Arsenal defence. Was it Pedence? I'm not sure who it was. Um, or it might have been him and not him and or it might have been Neves. Um, but I felt like they were just finding, finding it way too easy to get in behind. Um, sure. And I don't I know whether that was, I don't know whether it was down to the structure of our defence 
I don't know whether it was down to just playing too high up the pitch. Um, but for all the for all the attacking football that we play, for all the brilliant attacking football that we play, I get really nervous and anxious when we lose the ball because oppositions Same. are almost always likely to score when they win the ball. They're on it, man. Yeah. The, when you lose the ball, the opposition is more more uh, more or less waiting for that to happen. Mm. They're waiting for they're they're waiting for any mistake you make, and then when you lose it. They'll they'll uh, pounce on it and and, and go forward. Um, so if you lose that ball, you always run the risk of someone intercepting it and going up there and other end and scoring. Um, so <laughs> you don't lose the ball. Um, mm. But yeah, um, they always look to threat wolves today. Uh, I, I said uh, just a few minutes ago they needed to change something from the defeat they suffered against us two weeks ago. Um, and um, that's what they changed. I think they were more attacking today. I think they were they played with more freedom today. Uh, they were less restrictive. I felt there was more happening. Um, people getting into good positions. Um, and yeah, we, we we really needed. We were really up against it in parts of the game. Mm, and, and but you know, having said that, I think we made it easy for them. I think Arsenal's game plan today was one that was that could have been a little bit more uh, tightened up. I think at the back we were far too free. We we looked, or we it felt like we were giving ourselves far too much freedom than we should have, because when you, like I said, when you've got players the the, the caliber of attacking players that they had on show, you don't give them that much space. You don't give them pockets no. of space that they can run into because that then it, it, it makes you it makes it gives them the opportunity to, to to walk in behind without any real um issues and then it makes everyone else nervous and that's what happened when they scored that first goal it it, it really made us look short of confidence it, it, it made us look a little bit shell-shocked the ball wasn't being passed around quick enough when you look back at the first two three minutes of the game the way that the ball was just you know gliding off our foot one touch football uh, passing moving it was completely different after the first goal after we conceded that first goal lots of pressure was being put on us um, we put it on ourselves actually and you know the, the whole tempo of the game was slowed down but um, I, I think for the first 15 minutes the Wolves were probably the better side but then after that we slowly started to creep back into the game many 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 opportunities were being created in that first half overall in the whole game let's have a look at the stats something I tried to avoid doing but we had 26 shots we had 26 shots Five of them on target. Only five. Unbelievable. Against um against Brentford, how many shots did we have? Let's have a look. Against Brentford. Can I have a look at the match stats? No, I can't. Okay, I'll just say it from the top of my head. Um, I think it was some somewhere along the same lines, you know, 20-something-ish shots, but we only managed to score two and there wasn't that many on target. Um, but... You know, after after you know a few minutes, maybe five ish minutes after conceding that first goal, Lacazette had a really good chance with Saka passing the ball into him, um, and a touch from Lacazette. It was a it was a good touch to take the ball away from the defender, but he also take take took the ball away from the goalkeeper. Odegaard has a shot a minute later. He has a shot on goal which is deflected. Uh, another move started by Saka, who runs past this marker, and um, you know creating that really good opportunity for Odegaard. Um, 
those were the really the the two opportunities that Arsenal had really good opportunities following the goal um and then um well the game the, yeah I'm sorry I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think about how the game was played out after those two opportunities um it it was really a game where Wolves after they scored that first goal anyway Wolves were trying to defend their lead maybe and frustrate Arsenal and Arsenal slowly coming back into the game building from one opportunity to another so I feel like every opportunity that they had it was a it was another opportunity where they were just getting a little bit more confidence back into their game um how do you feel like the ref did Atkinson um, in that first uh, half, um, in that first half, um, eh, I mean, there were some questionable decisions, but then he he did, you know, he didn't completely forget. He didn't completely forget. He was supposed to be helping uh, helping Arsenal as well. Be be fair. Mm. So he gave us a, a few, a few, and them a few, and then them more a few, and then a little bit, a little bit. Ballot, a little bit if the that. result went the other way, I'd be talking about Atkinson a lot today. Yeah, but you, I, I can't you, seem to, talk, yeah, because um, it, talking about him a lot, yeah, yeah. In the twenty-third minute specifically, um, I remember there was a high foot Jimenez with a high foot on Gabriel that wasn't really looked at. Uh, I mean, it could have been given as a booking. It wasn't. Cody pulls back Lacazette wasn't looked at. Um, we had a free kick Atkinson urging us on to take that free kick as quickly as possible. Um, I remember Saka getting picking up a yellow card, probably the only yellow card of the game, not the game, but the, the only yellow card for Arsenal. Um, a really, you know, soft tackle or a soft challenge. I don't know. He just put his body in front of the defender. Oh, sorry, in front of the attacker. Um, that was given as a yellow card. Can't understand that. Um, but in any situation, in any, in any case, I want to talk about Lacazette for, for a little bit. Lacazette, for all the hard work that he did in the second half and, you know, if it wasn't for his hard work, we probably wouldn't have got that second goal. But I felt like in the first half, we were playing really good football for the most part. We were getting that ball into the final third um, as quickly as possible. And I have to give high praise. Um, and we we have to give we have to give high praise and we have to talk about um the qualities of Thomas Partey and Martin Odegaard. Martin Odegaard, you can tell instantly he is a winner. And he is someone who wants to win trophies because the moment we don't have the ball, he leads the press. He leads, you know, the the um, urgency to win that ball back as quickly as possible. I didn't see that from anybody else when when we can, especially when we, I don't know what it is about Arsenal, but when we concede, we seem to go back into our shell and it takes us far too long to restart again. But in this game, yeah. it, 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 it we didn't it didn't take us as long as it usually does, um, and I you know I have to say Odegaard was was leading that kind of urgency to win the ball back as quickly as possible. Lacazette picking up the ball in the final third and almost always ending that attacking play. Um, in attacking situations, I don't think Lacazette is our answer, and and that's that's really going to. Um, hurt us I think going in the, into the future and I don't want to talk negatively or I don't want to be um, you know I don't want to be that guy who who, who you know puts a cloud over our victory um, but 
this is something we're gonna we're gonna have to keep a close eye on because um had it been another day we may not have got a single point from that let alone free um and that's i strongly believe that's because we don't have a competent number nine i mean you know he's really good at being able to play with others play alongside others but in the box he struggles to get away from defenders he struggles to be as sharp as we need him to be and you know when you when you when you contrast that with uh the pepe goal Pepe came on, he had one opportunity, he took it, and Lacazette was in those situations three or four different times, but wasn't able to execute the way that Pepe did. Um, and that was really frustrating for me in the first half. Um, I don't know about yeah, you, so what did you make of Lacazette's um, performance in the first the first half? I mean, the second half, I was more concerned. Really? As, as it's... As it's getting well, as it's getting as it's getting towards the end of the game, and he ha- and he's had all those shots, and he's had everything, you know, has has has, has had chances second time, has had chances mm. to put to put the game away. You're sort of thinking, when are you going to come up with something? You know, when's mm-hmm. that, when's that spark going to come? Otherwise, next season we have to be looking at other options, and. Um, to be fair to him, it took him 95 minutes to do so, mm. but he came up with the answer eventually. But you have to, you have to still ask yourself: Is that well, how, how how likely is it that that's going to happen every game? It's very unlikely that he's going to come up with a 95th minute winner in the last second. It's more likely that we're going to end up wasting opportunities like we did in the first half and end up missing the points. And that's something that really is concerning for me because um, we can celebrate this 2-1 victory till we play Watford. We can, you know, um, be chuffed and look at the positives of the game. But ultimately, that game was a game of opportunities missed left, right and centre. Uh, I, I think back to the thirty, the 30th minute where he has a 25-yard shot, which he doesn't hit really well, um, but he does really well to get away from Nevis. I think about the opportunities that he had in the box with Saka flicking the ball over to him with a, a number of opportunities where he links up with Saka, but... Um, you know, he's not clinical enough in front of goal. He's not quick enough to get the ball away from him. Oppositions are often um, able to read the way that he moves with the ball now. So, I don't know. I, I, I feel sorry for him. I feel like we are being a little bit harsh because we are in a he's in a position when he's he's in a place in his career right now where he knows his strengths and his weaknesses and his strengths isn't as a, a, a traditional number nine. He's not a finisher, I don't think, anymore. I think he's more of a ball-playing deep midfielder or a false nine. Um, so it's worrying because, you know, I, I do believe that, are, that there are going to be games in the future where we will end up losing or not getting the three points because we don't have a competent striker who can finish. Um, so okay. that's 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 a concern. Yeah, it is. And it's going to come down to who do we replace that with mm. you know there's so many names even in January we're linked to Vahalvic um, Isaac Jovic you know even some might say it's never going to happen in a million years but Haaland yeah, he's been, he's been talked about quite a bit lately actually 
yeah, all these names have been all these names have been linked. You know, even the biggest one uh, to come out of the last few days, Yao Felix from Atletico Madrid. You know, there's so many names and so many people that Arsenal have been linked with that you kind of have to take everything with a pinch of salt and just mm. get who you're given. Mm. You know, we don't have, we can't pick and choose. We're not like a, you know, we're not like a team that can just, yeah, we're going to get that player. And we, we, we don't know who we're going to get, you know. We're not like one of those teams that go, oh, yeah, we're signing this player, this player, this player. We know who we're signing, you know. It's always someone different with Arsenal. Um, and, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, though. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the end of the first half... Um, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say we're at the end of the first half. Um, I'm praying for Arsenal to get a goal. They don't end up getting a goal. We're going into halftime, 1-0 down. Uh, I have to say the first half, I was really impressed with Odegaard, Cedric, Partey, Tierney, and especially Saka, because I think Saka was at the forefront of all the opportunities that we were making. Um, I did forget to mention Martinelli, who did have an opportunity late on in the first half, linked up well with Lacazette 1-2. Lacazette a little bit too slow for me. He should have passed. He should have made the pass and ran in behind, but he chose not to. But anyway, um, he stabs over, and I think that was the best opportunity of the half. Uh, Shaka for me was virtually invisible. I didn't see him at all. And actually, uh, he was he his positional game today was quite poor. He was often being caught out of position, and the ball was being played over his head um, into those spaces that I was talking about. Those pockets of spaces that people players that Pudence love to run into. Um, but anyway, going into the second half, I'm hoping that Arsenal start really really quickly and try and get a goal early on because in my in the back of my head, I'm still thinking right. We've ended that first half really. Sh- on a, in a really strong position. We dominated that first half aside from the first 10, 15 minutes. So we can still win this. Um, I can see from the football that we're playing, we're a better side than them. They've got players that can punish us on the counter-attack when we make stupid mistakes. But overall, we are a better side than them. So um, we, we again make a very good start uh, with Tierney putting in a lovely ball into the box for Martinelli, who can't really do much. He's got his back towards the goal and... Yeah, um, he, he, he. I guess he's he's just uh, too slow to turn and um, do anything, especially with the amount of Wolves bodies into the box. But uh, a minute after that, Ch- um, Huang almost scores a second. And I don't know if you remember, but uh, Pedence has given so much space to run into the in, deep into our half and then he puts Chan through Huang um, and it's inches it goes inches wide of the post um, I think Ramsdale makes a critical save um, but the second half for me was just really really edgy it was really I don't know uh, things got a little bit the, the heat started turning up um, very erratic tension started flaring Um yeah. We were trying to, you know, build the play, continue on from the first half by playing with a, you know, a, a better tempo, um, stepping up a few gears. But Wolves were trying to frustrate us by making silly fouls, time wasting. And I don't know, I think they were fairly happy with that 1-0 and they were trying to keep that lead. Um, how, what do you Absolutely. remember about the first sort of 10, 15 minutes of that first half? Second half, sorry. Second, second half. Uh, much better, much better. Uh, I said um, that the Arteta needs to go in the dressing room and and shake some, you know, do something. 
mm. because we really start, we really started that half. We really ended that half like we were, you know, really really struggling. Um, and uh, you always expect Arsenal to be a different team in the second half, and they were tonight. Um, they were, and they were absolutely fantastic from you know minute minute one to the end of the ninety. Um, yeah, Wolves had some chances. Really, really good chances. Two really, really good chances that should have really gone in. Um, but, you know, finishing for the Wolves players wasn't their strong point in the second half. Um, but, yeah, we started the second half significantly better than we did the first. Mm. It wasn't very long before um, Wolves had to make their first change. Uh, Nelson Semedo going down with a hamstring issue and us almost taking advantage of that you know say what you will about the ethics and um, whatever uh, whether Arsenal should have put the ball out or not um, I'm pretty glad that they continued to play on because I know had it been the other way that they wouldn't have done the same so um, yeah, Samedo comes off for Johnny and I'm thinking in the back of my head, right, this is the opportunity where we really need to push on for this goal and maybe attack down that left-hand side where Samedo or that right-hand side, wherever it was, that Samedo was. Um, but in the 62nd minute, Lacazette threw on goal, decides to stop allowing Wolves players to come back and then, you know, he's fortunate enough that he wins uh, a free kick on the edge of the box, but doesn't make much of it. That free kick was really poorly hit. I don't think it was poorly hit, but, you know, it hits the wall and then the goalkeeper wins it. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's really, it really is the same kind of, the, the football was was being played at a high tempo. We're creating plenty of opportunities. You had part A with a shot from outside of the box. I think twice he had, you know, shots from outside of the box. But the game doesn't really change much until Pepe comes on. And Pepe does come on eventually for Martinelli. Um which means that he's playing on the left-hand side. And I've been waiting for to see Pepe on the left-hand side for a very long time. So when he does eventually come on, um, Lacazette has, a, has, has an opportunity almost instantly. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, wonderful run from Saka who plays it into Lacazette and then he has a shot which finally tests Saar. Um, in the 72nd minute, Ben White has a shot from the right-hand side. Um, which Shaka plays him into. Again, another opportunity where we could score. In the 73rd minute, Lacazette um, gliding forward, uh, gliding towards the Wolves goal and plays the ball wide to Saka, who, who um, you know, could have been in on goal, but doesn't. Um, so, you know, plenty of opportunities being created when when Pepe comes on, who 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 changes the dynamics of the game, it's 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 almost this this game was almost perfect for someone like Pepe because he 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 is someone who the Wolves defense would hate. So to be against to be up against someone who is not direct, but someone who is really good. Someone has someone who has really good feet, um, and that's what I associate with Pepe. I associate him with someone who has very quick feet. When he wants to move the ball, he can. Um, he likes one on ones. He likes to take advantage of you know players that he's opposition players that he's playing up against. Um, and and you know when he came on, he did that. He did that really well. Um, and actually, you know he doesn't score until Inketia comes on. And I think Inketia was quite an important impact player um but let's talk about the the Pepe goal because 
you know, like I said, with Lacazette being in those opportunities time and time again in that game, I think two or three, well, three or four different opportunities where he's in the box, he picks up the ball, but he's unable to do anything about it because he has Wolves bodies surrounding him. But when, um, when Pepe's in this, in this space, he does incredibly well. The run that he makes. So let's start off by talking about uh, the ball being picked up on the right-hand side by Odegaard, I think, from Ben White. So Ben White plays a pass yeah. to Odegaard. Odegaard then plays a lovely ball over the top. It's a flicked over the top for... It looks like it's going to be played into Pepe, but Pepe overlaps and Ketia's running. Ketia ends up picking up the ball. Um, and then you've got free Wolf shirt around Pepe, but he's open. He's as open as anything. Sounded really wrong. Um, but, but then, yeah, lovely pass back. And my God, that turn. What an incredible yeah, turn. Man. Where did you get that from? Nothing combinations, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, I, I was calling for Pepe because Pepe has to be one of the most unlucky players, one of the most unlucky, you know. Made a case for himself really after today, though. He does, man. He doesn't. He hasn't really got a game. Hasn't really got a game recently, and today he got the game and uh, he proved why he should be, you know, in the equation. Mm. Because when he comes, when he comes on, he does something and he does that. Mm. And uh, thank God that he did, because you know we are we are we need we needed someone like him. We needed a savior, and we got one today. Yeah, it's it's just brilliant centre forward play, and that begs the question whether we can potentially play someone like him up front instead of Lacazette. There's so much, there's so many variations that Arsenal could go, Arteta could go for. If he wanted to be bold and inventive, he could play Odegaard in the middle with um, Part A. He could play Lacazette as a number ten. He could play Pepe up front as a striker with um, Mill Smith-Rowe, Saka and Martinelli playing, not Martinelli, sorry. Yeah, Saka and Mill Smith-Rowe and Martinelli playing alongside him. You could play um, Ben White as a defensive midfielder if you wanted to. He seems to be good on the ball. He, there, was a few, there was a few moments in the game where picking up the ball quite deep um, and playing it forward. So, you know, this is a very, very, very exciting Arsenal side which has a number of different players who can alternate and be utilised in different positions um, but anyway Pepe scores the goal it's a fantastic goal from Arsenal uh, and um, you know with 10-ish uh, minutes to go um, what are you thinking in the back of your head how is this one going to be played um, out so I, I originally thought it was going to be a draw but when I mm. saw the 6 minutes go up your, your brain goes come on then Mm. Let's go. For, let's go for it. It was it was really strange as well when um, the the substitution happened or the you know the confusion of the substitution with um, oh, Jimenez supposedly you know coming off being given oh, a yellow man. card. I think that that moment for me was the moment where I knew that this was Arsenal's game to win. If anyone was going to win, it was going to be Arsenal because Wolves seemed desperate to run down the clock. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. Um... You know, Wolves today. Well, it was their time wasting. Maybe, maybe went against them a little bit. To be fair, um, yeah. because I think, they, I think they were time wasting a little too much. I didn't, didn't think they expected that amount of time to be added on. Because mm. normally they don't really add on the time. Um, that they don't really add on the time to what it's supposed to really be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's normally a couple of minutes out than what it's supposed to be, or a couple of minutes. Longer than it's supposed to be, um, but yeah, I think 
it's just we haven't had a, a late winner in ages, so mm. it was nice to it was nice to finally get one. Before that, though, um, Wolves did almost nick it. If you remember back to Neto, um, he takes a shot that goes inches wide. Um, had it not been for Gabriel, actually, I think Gabriel, I think it was blocked by Gabriel, but uh, it was a really, really nice run from, was it Saiz or I think Ait Nuri? Yeah, it was Ait Nuri who makes a really, really good run forward. Arsenal caught out of position. And that was, I guess that was the the the, the threat of, you know, piling bodies forward is, you know, what we need, the, the possible the possibility of being punished on the counter-attack. Um, and they almost did that. Neto with a shot blocked by Gabriel. And on the 87th minute, Odegaard with a shot that goes over. Um, again, lovely play, really quick to get the ball in the final third. Shaka playing the ball into Odegaard. And we make our final change when Tini comes off for Tavaj. Um, and then the winner. Um, and the winner comes from brilliant play from Bukayo Saka. Um, and I'm just going to watch this goal back. So I want to talk about it. It was, it, it was, it was a, it was real urgency from, from Arsenal's part. Um, because had it not had had it not been for that urgency, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have got that winner. But it was Saka who has the shot, forces Saar to save, and then we pick it up on the right hand side with um, Pepe. It seems like the ball is dead because you know Wolves have almost everyone back. Pepe picks up the ball, passes it onto Odegaard. Odegaard has two Wolves players, in fact three Wolves players in front of him. Plays it short to Lacazette. Lacazette plays it plays a flick back to um, Pepe. Pepe plays it forward to um, Lacazette again and then the scuffed finish um, it's so unfortunate that it was given as an own goal I really 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 would have liked for him to be given that goal because just the nature of the way that goal was scored the, the football that was played before the goal but also the 96th minute finisher um, you have to feel for him that <laughs> it was given as an own goal but you look at the finish it was a very scuffy kind of finish the shot took a deflection Saar should have saved it he doesn't and 2-1 Arsenal in the dying minutes of the game um, you love to see it you do man you do um you know the the togetherness in this team is mm. is something to to behold, man. Um, what Mikel has done, whether it's without Aubameyang, with Aubameyang, you know, with the whole with the whole Aubameyang saga, is it was he right to do what he did? You know, I, I feel like he was. Mm. Now. Mm. I feel like I feel like there was something there that we weren't that we weren't entirely. You know, Lacazette showed me today that. That Aubameyang doesn't need to be there to make Lacazette happy anymore. Mm. Um, Lacazette can still be as fiery and as and as charismatic and as 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 you know as he can be without the bromance of having Aubameyang there. And um, mm. I, to be honest, I thought it would really affect him. To be honest, I really did. I thought um, it would really affect him leaving because there was such a bromance there. Mm. You know. Uh, but it, it hasn't. So, can it? Will it, will it continue, man? Hope so. 
And that's what I was going to ask, actually. You know, what, what is that t- to score in the way that we did in the ninth, in the, you know, almost the last kick of the game? Um, what does that say about the character, the mindset, the determination, the drive, and what Arteta has kind of built into the their 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 um, I don't know resilience? You know, the kind yeah, of the attitude uh, that these boys have now is one of real steel. Bullsiness. It's, it's it's special, man. It's special. What is what he's done in in the times that he's been here. It's it is special. It's really, really special. And uh, for, again, for the people that doubt him, for the people that say certain things about him, you know, if we make top four, you mm. really, really got to eat your words. Because um, uh, and also, I think I think the owners will feel a little bit vindicated as well. <laughs> Um, to be honest, because they they've stuck out they've stuck out with Arteta when it could have all been over mm. the the horrible the horrible winless runs mm. the horrible form the horrible away form failure can failure to control the dressing room at points mm. you know captaincy all over the place yeah but Mikel Arteta has been the one they've stuck by and fair play to them. Um, I always say it's like uh, the Rams head coach Sean McVay, very similar situation. Youngest player, in, youngest coach in the NFL. Mm. You know, youngest squad in the NFL, I think, bar bar a few. Um, and you know, we're going, we're going at the same pace. We're going at the same pace. Whether we win the Super Bowl next year, I don't know. But whether, obviously, you know, well, the Rams um, have just won the Super Bowl. The so. Rams have won the Super Bowl. So is it, it, <laughs> by that standard, success... we should be. If we qualify for the Champions League, we should be winning it. Yeah, but will success follow? You know, mm. that's what we want to know. Um, yeah, I mean, knows? but look, judging from it's those types of performances, isn't it? That that I guess um, give you signs of. Um, things that could happen. I mean, you, you always, you always look back at the season at those kinds of performances that show you where you were, you know, when it happened, when it clicked, I don't know whether Arsenal go sure. on to finish top four, whether they go on to, um, on a winning run now. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the remainder of the season, the, the, the tough, the quote unquote tough games that we have, uh, you know, every game's tough, but the, the teams above us that we still have to play, which is, Liverpool, uh, United, West Ham, and you know that's it. Um, but then you've also got you know the North London derby to play. You've also got now you still have Crystal Palace. You still have Villa. You still have Leicester to play. Um, but when you are able to get three points from a game of you know such high magnitudes, I say that with a little bit of. Um, tongue-in-cheek because it's it's Wolves but at the end of the day you have to judge it by um, each season and this season they're flying high you know uh, they're a team on form and you know we've we've done the job we've got the three points we now need to look ahead to Watford and then to Leicester and then to Liverpool and then to Villa and then to Palace Um it's is it ours to lose or is it too early to tell? Um, you know, I I, I think it's, it's still f- is it fourteen games? There's still fourteen games to play. It's in our hands, man. It's in our hands, and uh, if we 
just keep winning, keep at the pace we're at, without any injuries, without any, you know, <laughs> without any, you know, without any big, massive fuck ups. Two games in hand as well on United. Then, then I think we'll make it. Bearing in mind, United, yeah, then I think West Ham. Well, at this point, it's only United and West Ham who are going to be challenging for that fourth spot. But I don't see West Ham and Chelsea, sorry, West Ham and United going on a on a, on a run of games where they constantly win. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be tough, but hopefully we hopefully we can pull it out of the bag and because the amount of players we can we'll be linked with after that, that and, mm. and and things like that will be will be massive for us. And um, I think we'll really, we'll really put us on the right direction in it for the next couple of years. Listen to the next five league, league games United have to play. They've got Watford, City, Spurs, Liverpool, and Leicester. It's a, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard one. That's make or break for them, really. If they can't, if they don't get at least three wins out of five, they're done. They need to beat. They have to beat Watford and they have to beat Leicester. I don't see them being Liverpool. I don't see them being Tottenham and I don't see them beating City. Personally. I think they get a draw at Tottenham. They get beaten by City and they get beaten by Liverpool. And then they beat Leicester and Watford. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking yeah, yeah. too far ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't think that too far ahead, man. But I think it's very... As I said before, it's very much in our hands. And if we were to blow it from here, then I don't think we ever deserve to be back in it. Because mm. um, we're, we're, in, we're in the best possible position we can be. It's in our own hands. We control our own destiny. And if we can't make it now when it's in our own hands, literally, we are the only ones that can stop us getting Champions League. Mm. Wow. You you know? Just... <laughs> Think back to the start of the season and some of the expectations that we were putting ourselves, putting in ourselves. You know, we were talking about you know if we finish eighth, we'd be lucky. And um, now the possibility of finishing top four is, well, I don't want to think it's, too far ahead. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> but it it's is gonna be fun. It's going to be a good ride, man. It's, it's a, a special ride. feeling. It really is. My God, I really it hope really we don't is. fuck it up for ourselves. I don't, man. I, I really hope not. I really hope not because we deserve it. Mm. We really do deserve we it. Do. As fans who, you know, who went through the Super League, who went through the the whole Cronky thing, you know, it's, we deserve some sort of, you know, mm. Uh, mm. some sort of success, mm. you know, and, and some sort of and happiness because, you know, we, we need that as Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, well, where's the fun in it? Give me your man where's... of the match, Pepe. Yeah, I think um, so as well. Maybe he came on. Yeah. He came on. He 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 did the job. He did what was asked of him. Score a goal. Maybe that wasn't asked of him, mm-hmm. but he did it anyway. Score a goal. Come on, make an impact. He he would have wanted to do that as well. Um, yeah, because of the. The absolute shit he's been dealt with. Uh, I don't know if that was Mikel Alter's fault or, or or anything like that, but I, I I really hope I really you know hope that he can he can now push on and really become a a great player. Yeah. And um, maybe 
just maybe pay back some of that £72 million. Pounds. Oh, he's starting it today, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anyways, I think we'll end it there. Um, on a night where Arsenal pick up three points, um, Rangers also knock out Borussia Dortmund. Congratulations to yes, them. Yes, man. Congratulations um, to them. Barcelona progress into the last 16 of the <laughs> Europa League. Aubameyang on the score sheet. I mean, what a time to be Oh, alive. again? Yeah, yeah, he scored against tonight. Yeah, again tonight. Sorry. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know whether you agree or disagree with what we've said. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Ars Therapy. No, it's not the Ars. It's at Ars Therapy Pod. You can find James on Twitter at James Paint AFC. We will be back. When are you going to be back, man? When are you going to be back on Twitter? I need my, I need my, I need my host back. I need, um, you know. probably never. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm quite enjoying. I'm quite enjoying life without social media at the minute. It's giving me so much time to do other stuff and just be more present. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I, I, I contemplate it sometimes. I don't really contemplate it. I do miss receiving news. I think that's what I love about Twitter is receiving news and being able to understand why Emil Smith-Rowe isn't playing. <laughs> I felt a bit silly yeah. after, at like, halftime when I was looking through the um, bench, realising that um, Smith-Rowe wasn't there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's fine. Twitter doesn't need me. You guys don't need me. You guys are fine. Um, but it's good because if you do need me, then I'm here on the podcast. So it just means yeah. that you need to be listening. So yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next week. Until then, have yourselves what a very good week. Next week. Yes, yes, yes. What are we doing next week then? What are we doing next week? We don't play next week, do we? No, we do. We're playing um, Watford next week. Oh, it's the next week. Okay, I thought it was two weeks. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So it's not this Sunday. It's next Sunday or Saturday. One of those days. Is it Anyways. next Sunday? No, it's not. Seventh. Seventh. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the seventh. It is, yeah. Yeah, seventh. Okay. Okay. Right, yeah. So plenty yeah, of time no for worries. you guys to digest <laughs> this one. Um, share it around with your family, your friends, your grandpas, your grandmas, and all of Everyone. that good stuff. Everyone, basically. We need it, please. Yeah, we really do. Helpful. How did the other one? How did the last one do? It was actually quite good. Um, you know, we 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 are getting a substantial amount of numbers um to make are me we? feel worthwhile. Um I mean even if one person listens, it's great. Um, but it's it's nice when you're able to attract an audience because then you feel like Absolutely. You know, you're not just talking uh, shit. I mean, we're not done yet, man. We're not done yet. No, we're not, we're done, not yet. done yet. We're not done. Um, we're not done because we will be back next week. So yeah, done. we will be. There, there, are, there are times, you know, where you know, I, I, I think um, that maybe we, we, we don't. We sometimes I miss episodes, and I, yep. I don't mean to miss episodes. Sometimes I think, well, do the people want me back because I keep missing all these episodes? Oh, don't be stupid. Of course they do. I hope, I the hope show's I never hope the so. same without you. All right? So. Well, you know, yeah, it's been a whirlwind, man. It's been a whirlwind. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, hopefully we can end this season on a high and then yep. think back to the first episode I was in against Liverpool where we're losing and Oh, mate. And things to where we, where we are now. Let's, so. let's not think back to those times. <laughs> no, let's not. Well, <laughs> may, may, maybe I can think back to the roast dinner I had that day. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Let's go. Before, let's go, man. Let's go let's before, go before we, um, I get really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see we'll see you next week then. Bye-bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>